there are some lies in our science books. Taught it for 15 years. Even though I'm not teaching it anymore, I still like to study. It's so many neat things to learn. We're going to cover some of that tonight. Perception is being managed. We are being steered and guided by a hidden hand. The whole world has been duped by the media that is not real. <laughs> smart thinking, possible time traveler, smart thinking. That night, boom, contact memory. And then just, Alex, if you don't agree, you'll be sent to a re-education camp. Just because I'm old doesn't mean I've lost my touch with the ladies. Experts are suggesting that we're in a golden age of shape-shifting reptilian sightings. Now, why is that? I was, and still am, a huge conspiracy guy. I literally ran out of new tin hat topics to research. It was most definitely not capable of melting steel. Then I would be a crackpot if I thought that was that was the, the case. Thought that was that was the, the case. Welcome to the Cryptothetical Institute, a <laughs> podcast about cryptocurrency. <laughs> I'm Ethereum Eagle. <laughs> I'm Disgruntled Dave. And I'm the Rippler. <laughs> the Rippler. <laughs> uh, are we going to redo this or are we keeping this? Well, <laughs> welcome to the Hypothetical Institute, a podcast about conspiracies. I'm Luke. I'm Salty. I'm Cam. You know. Hi. We're not going to become a cryptocurrency podcast. No. no. I almost said I'm Robbo then. I've done that before, haven't I? When yeah, you I think said so. Luke. <laughs> uh, you know, everyone has just had a Christmas. Yep. Or whichever, the religious holiday of your choosing. Kwanzaa. Yeah. Hanukkah. But I guarantee that at every one of them, there was like some weird uncle. I walked past a... Um, like, light coins about to take off. <laughs> I, I walked past, I was at a farmer's market and heard a cheesemaker talking to an elderly couple about cryptocurrency. Oh, God. They're probably all over it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's he's, just get he's, him. he's trying to get his own cryptocurrency off the ground called cheddar. <laughs> get that cheddar. Get on that cheddar. Uh, we're not talking about cryptocurrency. No. no. We're not, we're not going to be one of the 1,000... Cryptocurrency podcasts that are entering their second week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is the Hypothetical Institute. We're a podcast about conspiracies entering week number 46. Yeah. I think up to like 48. 47, 48. Yeah. That plane sounds quite low. Yeah. Suspicious. Yeah. I live in a crime area. Uh, Helicopters everywhere. How's your got trees going? Those bloody chemtrails going over so close. Uh, look, I did notice the fruit wasn't actually. Yeah. Uh, ripe as it should be this time of year, but there's still enough ripening. Yeah, still. On uh, New Year's Day, I think it was, I was uh, reading uh, some tweets pertaining to a conspiracy we're going to discuss later in the podcast. Mm. And I was like, ah, ha, 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 conspiracies, they're funny. Looked out the window and there was the most massive honking chemtrail you've ever bought in <laughs> But it was just, it just went straight up. It was like either ah. a plane was going straight up or going straight down. But anyway. Oh, either way, it was, was a bloody inefficient way to spread the chemtrails. Yeah. Your pineal gland just calcified right now. So we're going to talk first about the Voynich manuscript. Mm. And then we'll talk about 
the oncoming storm. A happy new year, everyone. Yeah, happy new year. Yeah. I hope everyone's 2018 is better than their 2017. Unless your 2017 was particularly spectacular. No, then you want it to be Oh, better. yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah. Regardless no, of how good your last year was, this year I hope is better. No, nah, some of you tone it down a bit. A little bit too successful in 2017. Maybe that's why some of us had shit 2017s because someone was out there having the best one. Yeah, yeah. Just lower, lower it a bit. Yeah, Give leave some of the goodness for the rest of us. So, the Voynich Manuscript. Yes. yes. What is it? Well, if you ever wanted to find a book that you couldn't read, that no one in the world could read, this is your baby. So it's like it's like an almanac? Yeah, it's kind of strange. The, so it was discovered, well, it's named after a book dealer who owned it in mm. like 1904. I don't know why they named it after him and not all of the other people they know also owned the book. Prior to him? Prior to him. Right. But um, so it's named after this guy. Because <laughs> he had an easy pr- to pronounce name? Yeah, possibly. Uh, Voynich, who was a, um antique book dealer who had a store in London and New York. Mm. He come across this book. I believe he bought it in a bunch of manuscripts that he bought from a priest that had belonged to some church. And the church, I think, was at during some war, the church was taken over and all the church's possessions was taken by the incoming force. Yeah. But a bunch of the, the priests took a whole bunch of stuff with them to keep it safe. And this book was one of them. Mm. But the book had come to the church through all of these other people throughout history and they think it dates back to around 1409. And it's a it's a hefty tome. Mm-hmm. It's like 240 pages, I think, nowadays. Yeah, it's a oh. bunch of pages missing. There's heaps missing from it. Probably all the ones that are in English. Yeah. yeah, they just left the gibberish ones. Yeah. But um, so it's written in this language that no one's able to sort of decode. It's a – all of the text is very consistent. So it's not like it's just random things. Mm. It's characters, it's words, it's, you know, it's written like a proper language. But, yeah, no one can sort of figure out the the root of it. Right. But it's also illustrated. Mm. What are the illustrations of? Uh, All sorts of stuff. A lot of nymphs. Yeah, naked ladies. Right. Some clothed ladies. Yeah. Ladies in different states of undress, we'll say. Yeah, Yeah. doing different things like swimming in rivers and Mm. like – Certain, you know, other activities. Yeah. Sexual? Uh, no, I don't think so. Oh, okay. It's, Nothing sus, mate. No. Right. Just when he says other activities, it sounds like he's uh, archery. Yeah, just cycling. doing bits and pieces. It's just okay. What if it's just like the 15th century version of the life be in it ad? Yeah. The life, oh, life be in it. Yeah. yeah. What is that ad? Remind yeah, me what that ad is. is. Run, 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 walk, 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 walk. Do, 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 do. Be in it today, get more out of life. Be in it, yeah. I don't think I've seen that. Yeah, ad. Remember that? No. no, that would have. Well, that wouldn't have been in New Zealand. No, which, is, which already had an active populace. Yeah, mm. it was like a, it was a campaign in the eighties to like get people to be active. Ah. And the mascot of it was this guy called Norm, who's like a <laughs> massive couch potato. <laughs> yeah, and it's like. That guy's got it pretty good. Why yeah. are we mucking around? Sits around, watching TV, <laughs> drinking beer. Uh, so the Voynich manuscript does have some was, other illustrations. Though. Yeah, was a life be in it, ad, and that solved problem yeah. solved. Yeah, one no, one little problem. Yeah, there's in also the bloody life be in it ads. They didn't have 
bloody plants that nobody's ever seen before. No, so there's a lot of illustrations of plants that people can't identify. Right. They're, they're like quite intricate. They look like botanical illustrations that someone's done. But, yeah, no one knows what they are. Hmm. There's also a bunch of like star charts that are drawn out. That don't correspond. That don't correspond with the sky. Right. Um, there's a lot of astro- uh What's the word? Astrological? Yeah. Stuff in there. There's, um, so I think it's, it's been broken down. They think it's broken down into a few sections. So the, the distinct sections they think are in it is the botanical section, which mm. has all the plants um, in it. Astronomical, which has a lot of star charts. Biological, which has all the, the female ana- anatomical drawings of them in doing different things. Cosmological. There's uh, cosmological medallions that potentially match up with geographical forms. Okay. Uh, pharmaceutical. So there's a whole bunch of drawings of medicinal herbs. and. Um, but those herbs don't exist? Roots. No, I think they were able to identify them. Yeah. Because they've, they've gone with their medicinal herbs. We know what they are. Mm. But we don't know what any of the writing around them actually means. And the last section is just called recipes, yeah. which is just mostly text with like some little stars down right. one side. Right. And then like an appendix, which is like local pools, local running tracks. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, no one really knows what it is, but it's been the, it's on printed on vellum, which is like made from lambskin. Mm. Uh, and that's been carbon dated to the 15th century between 1404, 1438. Hmm. So there's a few theories. Yeah. One of which is there's just someone from the 15th century fucking with people. Yeah. Mm. It's the kind of thing I would love to do. Yeah. Create just a language. Create, create a- some weird book in no language. Yeah. With a whole bunch of weird drawings in it. Yeah. And just leave it for someone to find. He probably didn't even think that. He probably just thought, ha when someone finds this next week, they're going to be like, what's this craziness? Johnny's going to find out, going to jump out. Yeah. Pranked. Thought next, it was something good. Next minute, 500 years later, everyone's just losing their mind over it. <laughs> so the text is written left to right. Yep. So it's quite standard. Yep. Um, and it's currently housed in Yale University's oh. library in a specific section they've got dedicated to like ciphers and undecipherable codes and things like that. Is it like manuscript 45 or something? Yeah, something like that. So it was donated it, it, after the guy who owned it, Voynich, sold it a few times. After he owned it, it went to a couple of other people and then the last person that owned it, I think, tried to sell it, hmm. couldn't sell it, so he just donated it to the university. Couldn't sell it? No. So he was like, hey, you know what, Yale? You have it. You have it. Yeah, seems like a nice thing to do. Yeah. <coughs> so, uh, I was just going to say, what are some... Th- so say that again. Th- that's one theory. It's just some guy who's like, ha-ha, yeah. prank. Mm, prank ya. You're on jackass. Yeah. Or ye Jackass oldie. wasn't really that pranky in that sense. Ye oldie jackass. No. More like candid camera or punked. Yeah. yeah. You just got punked. Yeah. If, there was a, if the opener and a big pneumatic fist come out and punch you in the face, <laughs> that would be a jackass. Seriously, that one from Jackass 2 when that happens. Did you watch that last night? It was on TV. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, it's so funny. What are the other theories then? Well, it could be written by an alien. Ooh. Yes. Which would be why the star charts don't make sense mm. and why the plants seem so alien. Mm. Oh. Now, 
can I just put this forward? The guy, people in the Life Be In It ad don't actually look that human. No. What if those are just drawings of those actual people? Is the Life Be In It ad, was that animated? Mm. Yeah. Mm. So the Life Be In It ad is literally a modern day Voynich manuscript. Mm. How deep does this go? Yeah. It didn't make sense then. Didn't? didn't make sense in the 80s. <laughs> Um, but yeah, one of the one of the coolest headlines of an article I read about it was "Memoirs of a Stranded Alien." Whoa! Because here, here's an alien, right? Yeah. This little alien, alien fella comes to Earth in 1409, mm. lands, goes, or crashes, comes out and goes, "Whoa! Look at this place! Crikey! Crikey! Ah, oh, but it's only 1409. No one here's going to have any idea about any of my technology." Yeah. I'm so screwed. Yeah. Like if you landed today, we might have, you know, the government's been stockpiling alien tech. They probably have something that they might be able to patch up his ship with. Ring up Tom DeLonge. Yeah. Hey, Tom, have you got a bit for a uh, StarCraft level Z57 super hyper jump? Yep. He'd be like, yeah, probably. Got two. We'll go have a look. You've got to beat me in a pod race first. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but 1409... No one knows spaceships. So he was stranded here. So that was, you know, was he just documenting his time on Earth in the hope that one day his people will come? And then they can read. They can read it because it's it's their language. I'm just looking at some of the pictures now and there looks like people in some sort of plant hybrid things. Yeah. They're kind of like caught in this plant thing they're quite weird pictures yeah they're pretty cool it's like she's blocking those tubes yeah stuff's coming out the other tubes yeah it's like it's an actually, illustrated thing of the struggle of everyday women's life yeah it's just pretty hard to, to keep explain on top of everything um look them up if you're listening there's also the mandela effect oh so some people are like the mandela effect we're crazy i don't think so look at this manuscript from ancient times. <laughs> <laughs> and how does this prove? Well, the, they're plants from the other universe. Ah, okay. Where everything was completely different. Yeah. Including the plants. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, there's also the theory that Voynich made it up. Okay. Like, but didn't you say it was owned by other people well, before him? I guess he might, he could have dodged his receipts. Oh, yeah. yeah. So people are like, because uh, they have carbon dated. Mm. Mm. The vellum, yeah, and it is as old as it's supposed to be, or it's as they carbon dated and it's that mm. old. So people are like, well, what are the chances that someone would have like twenty calf skins or whatever? Mm. But then, from the fourteen hundreds, yeah. yeah. But then I think there have been other like the Dead Sea Scrolls. There was like some fake ones of that uh, uh, yeah. that were like written on leathers as well that were mm. also. I think they've also tested the they've tested the ink and the paint. And I think the ink tested to be around period correct in terms of its chemical makeup, but the paint they think was added later. Wow. <laughs> Some dude's little kids coloring book thing and just started painting the plants because the painting is a bit shit. Yeah, but rubbish. A bit rubbish. If there was anyone that would have a hundred and so pages of calf skin mm. or sheepskin, I guess an antique book dealer could probably. Yeah. You know, that's the first person to see. Another theory I saw out there was that it looks like it could potentially have even been a bit of uh, Leonardo da Vinci trickery. Ooh. 
He was around 67 years after that. Well, mm. yeah, it's supposed to be like the Italian Renaissance, right? Yeah. So between so 1409 to 1438, mm. Da Vinci was born in like 1455 or something. Yeah. So by the time he was, you know, doing his thing, yeah. it's only, what, 80-year-old vellum? Yeah. It's yeah. probably not that hard to find in 1480. Yeah. Does he, is he known for doing trickery? <laughs> like... Well, this we could do a whole other episode on the Strat of Turin, right? Which people reckon might have been a Da Vinci trickery. Really? Okay. Da Vinci bloody drew helicopters and stuff in his book. People wouldn't have been taking that seriously. They would have been, you you joking. Yeah. <laughs> He's also pretty clever as well. Clever yeah. enough to pull off such a thing. Yeah. There's a suspicion that maybe it was a hoax being played on like a uh, cryptographer guy. Uh, there was this guy called Andreas Mueller who had a... Uh, like to do a sneaky little prank on his uh, on his mate. Mm. He's like, "Oh, can you solve this code?" And the mate was like, "Yep, solved it." He's like, "Guess what? I just put some random letters down." Right. So there's some <laughs> there's a bit of speculation that it might have been something like that. Okay, but why all the like why all the effort as well? Mm. Like that's yeah. This is why you <laughs> this is why you always come off worse in hypothetical institute <laughs> prank wars. Yeah. There's no amount of effort too much. All right, no, fair enough. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> so the first supposed owner of the manuscript is believed to have been the Holy Roman Emperor Rudolf II. Mm. He um, allegedly purchased it for 600 gold ducats, which is 90 grand today. Yeah. Imagine what that would be if you put it in a body crypto. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm assuming gold ducats was the first crypto. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> um, sometime around the beginning of the 17th century. Do you think century, this whole thing is a cryptocurrency? The whole so, book? Yeah. It's just yeah. the big giant blockchain. It's the original blockchain. Yeah. <laughs> um, so apparently he bought it under the belief that the manuscript was the work of the 13th century English alchemist Roger Bacon. Mm. Now Bacon, I think there was a thing called Bacon's Cipher. I'm not sure if it's the same bacon. That sounds like a cryptocurrency. <laughs> bacon. Bacon cipher. Bacon bacon. Uh, sorry, bacon cipher was Francis Bacon. So that was ah, okay. a couple hundred years later. Right. Oh, well. Maybe they're related. But, um, oh, so the book, Rudolf, the Holy Roman Emperor, Rudolf the Red-Nosed Reindeer, he had no luck decoding the manuscript and it passed from hand to hand until it ended up in the Jesuit holdings in Rome where it remained hidden until Voynich turned it up 300 years later. Um, along the way, early crypto- cryptologists like the Jesuit polymath Athanius Kircher claimed to have decoded the Egyptian hieroglyphs. He hadn't, Ugh. but it remained unsolved. It seems to have consumed the lives of its owners. To its deciphering, he devoted unflagging toil, oh, no. wrote the friend of one owner after his death. He relinquished hope with only his life. He relinquished hope only with his life. Mm. Um, yeah, so it seems to be one of those books that um, whoever's got it, just like obsessed, they get obsessed. The cursed text. Yeah. Now, when I when we this was first like, oh, here's a thing, I had to like, I thought maybe it was an internet hoax at mm. first because mm. I was like, oh, you know, there's there's books like, have you guys heard of House of Leaves? No. House of Leaves is like a book, a novel, and it's, I think it's, uh, I don't know, it's a bit of a mindfuck, but it's a book that's supposed to be 
a book that was found and the book itself has all notes through it. So it's like the Blair Witch Project. Yeah, in book form. Yeah. And it's supposed to be a story being told and it's, there's all these things and different editions of the book have like some editions have certain words in red, but you can also buy an edition without the words in red. So it's mm. like, what's the significance of that? There's all these like things. So I had first wondered, maybe this is just like a thing that someone's made up. Yeah. But no, there is, it's actually a thing. Uh, one th- is that it's kind of like a, a stream of consciousness slash speaking in tongues kind of situation. Yeah. Right. So people. So it's uh, just a vlog. Pretty much. Yeah. But like, uh, I think Hildegard was one of the first authors. I think she was also involved in beer in some way. Like famously discovered hops, I think. Yeah. Um, you should know that. And she, yeah. You worried. shouldn't just be thinking <laughs> it. Yeah. Uh, so she had similar works where she'd like, I think she suffered from migraines and woke up and there was like, she'd written a whole bunch of stuff right. in gibberish. Yeah. So there's a couple of theories that could be similar to that and whether or not she had done something similar. Right. I did. There was recent, very recently there was a, like a big... Uh, Announcement: Oh, the Voynich manuscript has been decoded. Yeah, went all across the internet, and then like one day later, uh, yeah, no, actually, no. Yeah, no, that was <laughs> wrong. Yeah, I did in my research. I was like, you know, who has probably cracked this? Some unheralded genius. Mm-hmm. I went into YouTube, dialed up Voynich manuscript, mm-hmm. rank by view count, and scrolled all around the way, all eleven thousand down to the bottom. Okay, so there's one video that had eleven views. <laughs> How long did that take you to scroll through all those? I'm a fast scroller. Oh, well. But uh, this guy, he was like, I've, I've worked it out, but I haven't decoded it yet. But he'd worked out that uh, you had to read it in moonlight. That's the, that's the trick. In moonlight? Yeah. yeah. So some of the drawings, uh, they're like circles and they have the text sort of going around them and there's like people going around the circles. He's like, it's not really a circle, it's an eye. Okay. And there's like green and red on like around the circle. Mm. He's like, what's missing? Blue. And that's where the moonlight comes in. You've got to look at it. You've got to have a blue shift in the uh, the frequency that you're having the information come into your brain. Okay. And then you'll be able to read it properly. And I guess because it's all locked up on, in Yale by those snooty Yale types. Yeah. They're yeah. not going to let you just take it outside at night time. Yeah. Could be onto something. Uh, do you think he's onto something, or he's not onto something? <sighs> well, he had these, like some of the pictures. You could be like, all right, he's like these. These are could represent like the rods and cones in the eye. Mm. And it's like, but they wouldn't have known what those were. It's like, well, then maybe it's not. But then he did have like what he's like. Here's the two big circles representing the eye, and they go into like this other big thing that sort of looks like a brain. Mm. It's like, oh, maybe you're onto something. Like, not about. Blue shifts and looking under moonlight, but maybe you've like sort of cracked some sort of code about what it might be about. There was an also also a suggestion that the the sun and the moon disc are on top of each other, like an eclipse in mm. the middle. So maybe you don't have to just look under a moon. Maybe you have to look under a lunar eclipse, oh. mm. which would give you a red light, right? Because the, the moon goes blood red. Yeah, yeah. I did. Say, did you watch the video by Sex and Hammer or whatever his name was? <laughs> Oh, you're the good version of Sexenheimer? The evil version of me, <laughs> yes. Uh, Sticks, Ixenhammer, six, yeah, six, six. Ixenhammer, six, six, six. Did you watch that video? I did not watch that video. I watched it, but I didn't take in any of it. That guy is so unengaging. Mm. He has a lot of followers. Mm. And I've watched a few of his, like, 
crazy alt right rantings. Mm. They're not even rantings. It's just him talking like a nerd to the camera for like two hours. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway, but he's raking it in. He's raking it on the old Patreon. What's going on? Uh, who knows? We need to become alt right weirdos. So, what do we think about Voynich? Any any good theories come out of our research? I think it's an alien diary. Yeah, definitely. Okay. I would love it to be an alien diary. Wouldn't even know that, would we? No. Nah. Oh, unless someone comes back and is like, oh, that's where I put it. Yeah. Or like we get visited again by the same the same species of all the species out there. I mean, that, that works on the assumption they use similar formats of reading and writing mm. and how to read and all that sort of a thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the other thing about it being an alien diary is when you consider the vastness of space, mm. like the possibility that anyone would come to us and just drop off a diary. Yeah. Uh, after the last episode, when I said about the vastness of space and yes. why that meant that uh, Tom DeLonge and like the Pentagon were wrong about there being aliens. Yeah. I watched like, I was watching Russia Today with like Oliver Stone's son. Have you ever seen that show? No. Oliver Stone and um, Jesse Ventura's sons have a TV show. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Was it the cooked offspring or something? <laughs> <laughs> but they had a like they had an astronaut on, and he was like, "Nah, space is too vast, mate. Too vast, too vast." Like me, he said exactly what I said. Right. It's too like vast. It's, he's like, "It's way too vast." He's like, "Look, you see crazy stuff out in space." I. But it is an alien diary. Yeah, it's an it is an alien like YMCA pamphlet. <laughs> oh, one of the other things was that it, uh, people for a while thought it might be some sort of women's health guide, like a custom book that might have been written for some sort of doctor or some sort of medicine man. So YWCA. Yeah. Because of all the the pictures of women in it, in like rivers and stuff, and rivers at one point were considered to be quite healing. Mm. So with all the medicinal plants and all the women doing different things, they thought it might have been a bit of a... Women's Health Diary. It was it was fourteenth, fifteenth century Women's Day. Yeah. To be fair, like you're like rivers were considered to be quite healthy, but healing to be quite healing. Yeah. But like compared to everywhere else at the time, mm. like that's probably the most healing place you could be is in a river. Well, I don't know because a lot of people would have just been shitting in the river, right? There was no plumbing. If you're in a proper river, yeah. Not if you're in the bloody Ganges. There's the the ergot. Disasters in the Malaysias. Do you guys know about these? No. Um, things like the Great Fear in, in France where basically... The Great Fear or the Great Fear? Fear, as in fear. I'm afraid of things. Right. Um, Just to clarify. Fear. 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 Sorry, fear. The fear. Fear. The, fear, the fear, great so, fear. So as you're afraid of things like so like a ghost train. Yeah. Like the, the bearded lady. <laughs> <laughs> basically throughout history there's, there's been... Um, Cases of ergot, ergot, ergot poisoning where rye has been infected with known as ergot, which I think grows naturally in rye. Right. And it basically is what the same chains that form LSD or will go into LSD. Right. So like whole villages would have mass poisonings and things like that and all this crazy stuff would happen during the time. I wonder if someone's just taken a crazy drug. Someone's got into the ergot. Yeah. yeah. Found something just as cooked and had a bloody, what the hell? I'm going to write some stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because some of the like... So some of it's recognizable, and like some of the letters and stuff are recognizable. Some of the some of the letter forms look like recognizable letter forms. Yeah, but 
they don't seem to spell anything. Yeah, so yeah. they could be sound characters. Yeah, they could yeah. Be all different stuff. So you've just smashed a whole bunch of rye bread, and then you just go like A B C yeah, squiggle yeah. <laughs> dash <laughs> circle spiral. Lady in a tree. Yeah. Plant, 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 herb. <laughs> um, that's my theory anyway. Right. All right. Well, I think Alien Diary was two to one. So yeah. That wins. <laughs> Damn it. There we go. Talk about the coming storm. Got a old Foley over there. Old Mick Foley. What is? Well, is it officially called the calm before the storm? Is it just called the storm? Well, I guess at I the moment we're in the calm before the storm, and then the storm is it's coming. Coming. I think it's just called Pizza Gate, but without pizza. Yeah. But still with pizza. Yeah. Why aren't they calling it Stormgate? Um, good question. Because they're not catching anyone doing storm stuff. Yeah, true. Yeah, the storm. What is it? Cam, do you want to give us a summary of, of how we got to the storm? Uh, well, there were three emails in the pedestrian emails. Yeah. And then. If you haven't also listened to a Pizzagate show, probably just go back for the, yeah. the primer on that. But, uh, well, I can give you a primer right now. Yeah. There were three emails in the pedestrian <laughs> emails that uh, made reference to pizza. Yeah. And if you determined that pizza meant like uh, molesting children, mm. then they were very damning. Mm. If it just meant pizza, mm. they were less, less so. Was the email, I really love pizza? Uh, not even that explicit. Right. We should go for pizza. Yeah, okay. Uh, one and not even in the Podesta emails. There's other email leaks that had the word pizza. Yeah, but uh, the problem is when your entire conspiracy theory is based around three emails. At some point, you do have to expand it. Yeah, yeah, and that is what they have done. So two things have happened. Well, a lot of things have happened where they've slandered a lot of people. Yeah, but then Donald Trump in November last year, I think it was October last year, said. Something about uh, the calm before the storm. Mm. He randomly just said it to a whole bunch of reporters. Was this just before he was elected president? No. Last year was in 2017. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. Um, (sighs) I'm still writing 2016. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Cut that. If you don't cut that to make me look bad, you have to leave in the other bit. I can do what I want when I'm cutting. So last year in 2017... The year just gone. Donald Trump made some bleak reference to the calm before the storm. Yeah, and it was kind of all about the. Um, I think what he was referring to was nu- North Korea. Yeah, the nuclear war was the storm. Yeah, yeah, it was that kind he was of about to unleash on the world. At yeah. the time, that had a little bit of North Korea gear going, mm. and he said something about the calm before the storm. And then reporters are like, "What do you mean? Do you mean you're going to start a nuclear war?" Yeah, he was like, "I'll never tell." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then soon after that, someone popped up on 4chan. Yeah. Uh, so 4chan, the, the famously toxic message board, which has just turned into a hate breeding ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what's happened is someone's turned up under the name QAnon 
and they've started posting cryptic messages relating to the Trump campaign. Mm. Uh, and when I say cryptic messages, there's there's just nothing. Yeah, just a whole bunch of like questions and rhetorical questions. And like follow the breadcrumbs. There's no coincidences. Yeah. Mm. And there's a couple of random coincidences where he used like a timestamp or something that Trump used in a tweet. Mm. And everyone's like, oh, my Lord, he's definitely a White House insider. Pay attention to what he's saying. Yeah. So once people started paying attention to what he's saying, he started, he or she started posting more. So there was just like loads and loads. You can read it all online. Has anybody noticed that it's basically just a parody of like the Eric Garland guy? Which and in what regard? The like the game, th- you know his game theory. Yeah, yeah. But you know that guy. Yeah. You know how he goes on these huge rants. Yeah. That are sort of very similarly formatted. Okay, I've never. Yeah. Like, if you put these QAnon 4chan posts, split them into a tweet thread. You'd be like, oh, this is like someone doing uh, Eric Garland. Right, right. That's Um, just my theory. They're very like, you know, uh, what's Hillary doing? Follow the money, question mark. Look at Hoomer. Why is that important? Godfather. Godfather 3. Yeah. And you're just like, what? And then people, oh, and a lot of them will have like a, a random file name or bit of a file name and then like a number in brackets. And people take out the number and notice treat. Uh, Trump tweeted something at that time that corresponds to that number. Right. And so that it's just like, oh. But out of that, so this all started happening in October, November, uh, people have just created this whole big conspiracy where it's all proof that Trump is working to take down just the global cabal of everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Specifically he's working to take down Clinton. Yeah, no, but everyone else is not. But the, some people would say he already took down Clinton. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also like, so obviously Obama, um, Huma Aberdeen is in the mix. There's also the Pope is probably going to be taken down at some point. Mm. Uh, fair enough. That's North, all right. Yeah. Every, every, everyone, anyone in power that is, so all the Weinstein stuff is part of it. So that's all Trump's doing. Mm. And all this is proof of that. Um, Eric Schmidt stood down from Google. This is proof of that. Uh, and it's all, you know, Trump's draining the swamp, mm. working behind the scenes to, like, take back the world from the bad guys for the good guys. But to do that, he does have to look like he's a bad guy in public. Yes. Is yep. a big part of it. So, because, you know, th- that's the thing. They He got elected saying, you know, well, he got elected because the Democrats stuffed it up so badly. Mm. But he got elected saying he was going to drain the swamp mm. and he was going to get – well, he just said he was going to drain the swamp. He didn't say what that meant. Mm. I think there was some sort of assumption on the part of his supporters that that meant he wouldn't be putting in all of the Wall Street creeps <laughs> yeah, yeah. that he immediately filled yeah. it up because those people were very credulous yeah. that they didn't see that coming. But uh, all of like the uh, – but now this is a thing where, okay, he really is secretly draining the swamp. Yeah. So it's not like he lied to us. We're not stupid. Yeah. We were smart all along and he's so much, He's playing 12th dimensional chess yeah. instead of 9th dimensional chess and he's the smartest one of all. We're not idiots for wearing his dumb hat. There's And there's a few pieces of evidence to that. Uh, they show him signing a cue. Mm. They reckon he makes the hand symbol of a cue. Uh, I've watched the footage of that. He, he definitely doesn't. Yep. <laughs> um, there's also a photo of 
him and some of his like advisors on, I think they're on Air Force One and they've all got their thumbs up. Yeah. Doing a thumbs up. And one of Q's tweets was like, oh, sorry, messages on 4chan was like, look at, uh, look at the hands or something. Mm. Then when the photo came out, people reckon if you connected the thumbs and joined the dots, Manor made a Q, <laughs> which was definite proof. But surely when the QAnon guy was like, look at the hands, he's like, look at everyone doing the okay sign, which is like an upside down Q. Yeah, yeah. Surely that's what he meant for people to look at. Or do you remember our, our good friend uh, William Tapley, who also goes by the third eagle of the apocalypse? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got some Q gear, which is so weird. Like old old blokes who are mm. crazy religious, talking about stuff that happens on 4chan, yeah, as though it's like a credible thing. Mm. Uh, and he was the one I watched was him, and there's like a nativity scene behind him, and he had like a, a robe on, like he was a priest, but I don't think he is a priest. He also had some sort of sticking plaster on his nose, one of those round band aids, right? Uh, which was really distracting, like. I don't know, put a mask on. I, I don't know what, like, I'm trying to wonder what's under it. Yeah. Um, anyway, he had some good gear on that and he was saying that he's making the hand signals mm. to show that he's Q, the okay, and then the, you know, he holds his hand up like a five when he mm. talks sometimes and that means the sign of Mary, I think, or the sign of man. Right. Um, but he's convinced that it's Trump posting on 4chan. Right. So uh. Trump's Q. Which is even more cooked than... Is it though? Like Taylor Swift votes on 4chan, doesn't she? Is it so crazy that Trump wouldn't jump on there? Uh, yeah. Does she, does she post and just cyberbully teenage girls? <laughs> ironically. Yeah. Yeah. It's a Jekyll and Hyde situation. Yeah. The other, the other one, that um, the third eagle of the apocalypse, and a few people have mentioned this, is the Fiji water. Right. Where Trump were... You know the funny... funny <laughs> Thing of Trump drinking the water. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a bottle of Fiji water, and basically, Fiji that was a, a symbol to people involved in child trafficking because Fiji is has some involvement in child trafficking. Yeah, like every country. Yeah, like every every country. Uh, and what he'd done is he like that was representing drinking, like was representing taking care of business and like dominating your enemies. Yeah. Uh, and then I watched another but guy. We, the weird way he would drink the water. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I watched another guy talking about it, um, the Fiji water. And he was also an older dude uh, and he's like, you know, there's no way Trump didn't see that on the thing when he walked up. Uh, and then when he wanted a drink, he had to ask someone for the water. But he knew it was there. He knew <laughs> what he was doing. Uh, Wouldn't you make it that he drank it weirdly to like just draw attention to it? Rather than like he, come was, up. like he was drinking it in the most alpha way possible. Yeah. <laughs> um, Had, did all this stuff come out after Kofifi? Well, after, yep. Because do you remember with Kofifi when like Sean Spicer tried to imply yeah. that it meant something? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't just clearly <laughs> you started typing coverage yeah. and like. Fell asleep on your phone. He <laughs> 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 knows type the rest of it. <laughs> Painkillers finally kicked in. Yeah. So I went to the I went onto the the CBTS Calm Before the Storm subreddit mm-hmm. CBTS underscore stream. Oh, it's so it did my head in. This I hasn't been banned yet. No, because it's so this whole thing is so like just insanely made up. Mm. So basically, anything happening in the world. So um, the 
a lot of airports have had issues with their ticketing and all power outages, mm. all 100% related. Um, and this brought in the John Legend yeah, and his wife. Before we get to that, there was a, was it in Atlanta? Uh, oh, the, yep, the Atlanta. There was a blackout in yeah. an airport. I think like one plane took off. Yeah. I think it like, you know how when there's a blackout at the airport, but it's like if the plane's already like halfway up the runway, it's like fuby wooby. Yeah. Mm. Go over the radio. Uh, just letting you know, we just got out of that. Yeah. Everyone's like, yeah. Yeah. Mm. But it's like, then it's like, who's being indicted? Who was on that plane? Well, so Q's relationship to that was he made a tweet that said, oh, sorry, a message that said dark and it had brackets 10. Yeah. Just before it happened. And then Atlanta. Was, was it just before it happened? Well, maybe a few days. Yeah. It's not really clear from all the things that you yeah. read about it. But uh, that happened. It went dark for almost 10 hours, closer to nine hours, but yeah. he knew. Yeah. And he was cluing us all into it. Mm. Huge. But yeah, as you were saying, uh, Chrissy Teigen yep. and John Legend pulled in to everything, uh, I think, just this past weekend. Yeah. They were flying to Japan. She from, was. He wasn't. I don't think he was on the plane, was he? I think they were both on it. Oh, okay. I don't know. They're such a cute bloody Twitter couple. I just think of them as being together all the time anyway. Okay. But I think they were both on the plane. Yeah. To Japan, and then it got turned around four hours in. Mm. And she's like live tweeting this, which is, you know, what you would do if the reason, the real reason the plane was being turned around is that you were being indicted as part of like the Russiagate scandal. Yeah. Mm. Is you would start live tweeting as your cover story. Yeah. <laughs> but she's like, she live tweeted, uh, so apparently there's like some guy on the plane that shouldn't be that here. That shouldn't be here. And what it, it turned out had happened with, his, I think it was two brothers. Going to Japan. Right. But they're on different flights. But they've sort of just ended up on the plane together. One of them's got a ticket for the for a different flight. Okay. Uh, and as Chrissy Teigen said, so those boarding pass machines, they literally are just be bit machines. Yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> just a pacifier. But it's like you know when they scan your boarding pass, mm. they wouldn't have a thing at the gate where it's like you can only scan in. Like if the guy had a valid boarding pass for a flight. Yeah, it would probably just be, yeah, that call, that works. Yeah. Yeah. Beep, beep, and it probably says flight to Japan on it if anything yeah. comes up. Um, Maybe if his flight was like way out of the check-in time, like in two days or something, it might have gone, oh, hang on, this isn't a valid boarding pass yet. Yeah. Either way, pretty confident it wasn't that Chrissy yeah. Teigen and John Legion were being indicted on pedophile charges. No. Unless... You believe what they were saying, yeah. Which is they were being indicted on pedophile charges, yeah, or something to do with Russia, maybe. Yeah. So that's a, another part of it is, well, there's there's two bits. There's one is that um, Trump was supposed to clean up all the pedophiles as well as draining the swamp, mm. and we saw that nothing happened unless you like randomly dial in every like pedophile arrest. Mm. which they were doing, so I don't know why they think that nothing happened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they think that nothing happened, but then they're like, no, it just looked like nothing happened. Heaps of people have been arrested, but they're secret arrests. Mm. Anytime you see someone wearing pants it's in the summer, yeah, it's because... They've got an ankle bracelet. Yeah, although it is winter uh, in the US. Yeah. But it's because they've got an ankle bracelet on. The... So yeah, the the sort of the one of the overarching narratives to this is the Mueller Russia mm. the whole the um, robo thing yeah the robo thing the thing that's actually happening mm. isn't happening and Mueller's actually on the side of Donald Trump 
and Donald Trump and him are actually taking down anyone in secret, but we can't know about it. Mm. The three main parts of evidence are John McCain, Hillary Clinton and Chelsea Clinton have all been seen wearing moon boots in public for uh, injuries. And they reckon that that's to cover up ankle monitors like Mm. the long pants. The time that Hillary Clinton was wearing a moon boot, she was in the UK on the BBC. Yep. Uh, So I don't know why they're... Why would they let her go to the UK? You know what? You can fit nicely inside a moon boot. A couple of bloody empty twisty packets. Block out the... Oh, block out the thing. Block out the thing so they can't track you. Faraday cage. That's how she got to the UK. Yeah. Um, <laughs> couple of twisty packets. <laughs> moon boot. So, yeah, I thought that was fun that they, they let Hillary go to the UK, mm. be on the BBC, but she's actually been under arrest. Yeah. And that's what's happening with all these... Planes and flights going down. But she, she's like under arrest half for pedophile stuff and half for... Uranium One. Yeah, and Russia stuff. Yeah. And Trump isn't in trouble for Russia stuff, but he had to look like he was colluding with Russia mm. so that Mueller could launch this investigation and no one would be like, well, what are you looking into Russia for, Mr. Mueller? Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to bring down the president. And they're like, great, because we're the deep state and we hate him. Yeah. And we're the public and we hate him too. Yeah. But it's like, uh, it's so cooked. So I started watching an explainer video on this by a couple of people who involved um, from the start. Uh, mm. Tracy Beans on YouTube, B E A N Z, uh, or Z, cool. depending where you are. Yep. Uh, and she had two mods of the Reddit, the subreddit for it, and the 4chan slash 8chan board. And they spent probably a good five minutes explaining what a sticky is on a, on a forum. Now you sticky posts. Yeah. They like were explaining that for a while and then they spent a good uh, definitely 10 minutes uh, explaining that if you view 8chan in your own time zone, that's how it displays. Yeah. So some people have been tripped up by looking at different time zones on screenshots. They spent so long on this. And I remember when they like 4chan and 8chan were like that's where the hackers' kids hang out and they could, mm. they could do things. These people were very, very – Unfamiliar with computers, like you could. She was streaming her screen. She didn't have any ad blocking on. She had the default Windows settings. <laughs> um, very incompetent. What's going on? Is it because of generation? You know how there's like, you know there was that like book. What was it called? Kill all normies. Mm. There was like suggested like Tumblr culture was responsible for the rise of the alt right or whatever. Mm. Is it because we've had this dumb generation that have just had Tumblr? And like, <laughs> yeah, maybe. And 4chan, and they never had a proper forums. Yeah. <laughs> um, they pointed out a couple of their, their main ones, the big ones, and they, this was blowing their minds. They were just like, this is absolute evidence. So before the, uh, the Bangladesh guy, Bangladeshi guy set off a bomb in New York in December, yeah. there was a QAnon post with words capitalized were BDT mm. and BDT is the currency in Bangladesh. Mm. So he was tipping us off. The rest of the post did not even remotely talk about a, a bomb in New York. No. Um, he also said special place. Mm-hmm. New York. Um, no, he said this is a different one. He said special place. And then five days later, Donald Trump in a tweet said special place. Ooh. Um, so, and these guys were just like, 
that is absolute evidence. Yeah. That is, if you if you cannot see this evidence that this guy is 100% legit, then nothing will convince you. And that's about it. Some cooked stuff going on. Uh, so today the, the one of them, Trump, tweeted the uh, something, I can't remember what words he used, but CP was capitalised in the tweet. Uh, and so people took that to mean Comet Pizza, um, pedophilia, all that stuff. Yeah, they didn't take it to mean that he was literally using the 4chan code for child porn. No. Oh, they did. <laughs> but that was, that was tipping us off that he's – so all these all these things are a wink. But he's Trump's also saying, oh, I'm like Comey's going to get taken down. Yeah. Like he's been tweeting some crazy shit as well. Yeah. I did one of the best like little tweet things I saw was in response to the Chrissy Teigen thing because mm. all of these people came out of the woodwork with these mad theories oh. about her plane trip. Yeah. And she's like, she tweeted, she's like, this is like really disturbing that people think this. I saw there was one reply from uh, just some random Julian Asangi person. Mm. Oh, by the way, Asangi got kicked off or didn't get kicked off. I think he deactivated his Twitter briefly. Mm. And then he came back and he's been doing a classic Asangi, like posting random yeah. like, Ran- codes. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, come on, Asangi. Open up the replies to Asangi tweets and it's like all of this QAnon shit. Yeah. And they're like, oh, is Asangi QAnon? Oh, they reckon when one of the airports went down, the power outage recently, he was smuggled back to the US. Yeah, by who? To what end? By Donald Trump to do stuff. Right. Duh. Why would he be smuggled back to the US where he's not from? Because they just they, The US is the last place he wants to go. Cam, it's all connected. But uh, some random Asangi fan responded to Chrissy Teigen and took it a task. Right. Because Chrissy Teigen's like, this is all just insane. Yeah. I'd really appreciate being left out of it. I yeah. Guess. I never asked to be part of this narrative. Yeah. Uh, Where people are going through photos of her kids, yeah, and saying, "Look at this kid, clearly abused." Yeah, they're like they put up a picture of a kid. It's like you know, maybe it looks like slightly bored or something. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh my god, look at this abused child!" Or She's there's definitely drugged up. It's something because <laughs> they're they're still in the hot dog thing for the emails. Yeah, even though they're like, "This isn't about the emails anymore." Anytime there's pizza or hot dogs involved, they're like, "Oh yes, definitely." <laughs> <laughs> but um, there's like. <sighs> This woman replied to Chrissy Teigen. She's like, "You're going to look very, very foolish indeed when uh, it all it all comes out." Actually, cut that. Mm. Oh no, let's just say it was to Chrissy Teigen. I think it was to some other person. Okay. This woman replied to some to either Chrissy Teigen or someone talking about the Teigen thing. You're going to look very, very foolish indeed when all of the truth comes out very shortly. Mm. Uh, if you care, if you even cared about children a tiny amount you would be looking into this properly and not just dismissing it out of hand. Mm. And then like the first reply to that, like dialed up that person's mugshot mm. and like the time they've been charged for molesting children. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that person I think has since deleted their Twitter and uh, social they've, media. They've yeah. locked it down. Uh, I think they've deleted it now. Last minute, locked down. Uh, so what you're saying is the people that are allegedly going to all this effort to save the kids under some crazy secret weird code. Mm. Turns out they are actually have molested kids. But it's like, I guess you'd have to be a little bit cooked to have that in your history and then to be like, this is going to be my big thing now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is my crusade now. Um, this is really interesting, this whole thing, 
because none of it makes sense. No. There is no, like, narrative as to what is actually happening. And if, if people get a chance to look at the subreddit or watch a video on it, like, it just doesn't – it's just so bewildering. <laughs> like, Literally all it does is explain why they weren't tricked by Trump. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the only one interesting thing about Q Anon and whether or not he's legitimate is one of Trump's security advisors. Um, I can't remember his name right now, but he wears a a lapel button. Oh, Gorka. Sebastian Gorka. No, not the, not the Nazi. No, not the Nazi. Uh, Drake, Thomas Drake. Right. Not the singer Drake. Yeah. Um, and it's he wears a large Q. Right. On his on his power mm. button. And he's been wearing it for a while and people are like, well, it's definitely this guy. Yeah. yeah. Which seems to be, okay, that kind of tracks. This yeah. guy randomly wearing a cue with no seeming, no meaning. Uh, I did a little bit of research on him and he, I found an article from like 2013 where he's talking about um, him wearing the cue lapel yeah. button. And the Q is, stands for question everything, especially authority. Yeah. Mm. So he is the kind of person that would do it. But he's like in his 70s, so I don't think he's jumping on 4chan and doing it. Yeah, unless he's one of these people that just doesn't understand how a forum works. Yeah. In which case it could be him. Oh, yeah, yeah, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> um, the thing about like the Russia side of it mm. is like they, all of these people love Putin, mm. but they're like actually our guy's not the guy colluding with Putin, even though we thought that was good yeah. when people <laughs> thought that he was. Actually it was the bad guys. Yeah. Um, someone also wrote like a 230-page book about Q. Yeah. Like deciphering all the Q stuff. Wait, is this 230-page PDF? Because that would be like a 500-page book. Oh, yeah, sorry, PDF, yeah. <laughs> um, I read I read through some of it and it is just a mess. It's, oh, this, this one really hurt me because just because I, I can't put myself in the mindset of these people that just – Drawing random, random things, even more random than, than anything else we've looked at mm. and going, absolute evidence. Yeah. yeah. And there's someone behind the scenes just fucking killing themselves laughing. Yeah. yeah. I'm just typing gibberish into into uh, 4chan and people are going, oh, my Lord. Ah! Yeah. Modern what? day Voynich. Yeah. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Good connection. <laughs> <laughs> but to the person who's doing it though. You have to say, well played. Oh, yeah. I've yeah. thought about starting something similar. Why not? It's a lot of effort though. Because yeah. this person for a, for, for a White House insider allegedly mm. spends a lot of time on, on the chance. Yeah. Like, not much else to do on Air Force One though while you I zoom so. around the skis. It could have been um, – uh, who was the lady from The Apprentice that got kicked off? I don't know. Uh, they got kicked out of the White House. <sighs> she was famously on the uh, – Omarosa. Uh, and she had a job in <laughs> she had a job in the White House. Yeah. And then there was like a whole bunch of articles late last year, like, why is she in the White House? What does she do? And someone yeah. spent a day with her and like, right. oh, nothing. Yeah. She's getting paid to just do <laughs> nothing around the White House. Right. And then she was kicked out of yeah. the White House. And QAnon hasn't actually posted for like ten days. So, oh. so it's either her yeah. or whoever was doing it is like Oh, I've got to do this book report before I go back to school. <laughs> Better read the book or at least watch the movie. Oh, Mum, how come you don't have Wi-Fi anymore? Oh, I'm back from college. I need Wi-Fi. <laughs> I think you're giving them way too much credit for how old they are. <laughs> this, is just, this is just some teenager who's just smashing it. I say well done. Yeah. It, until the point where, like, someone 
uh, goes on a mass shooting over it, this. It is getting a little bit like. <laughs> to which point I say that wasn't very well done. The, I guess one of the one of the upsides to this is the narrative is so unclear that they're not going to go to say a pizza place and shoot it up because there's no real place. Yeah, it's just a bunch of random stuff that they're just saying. Mm. Anything else to add on Q? No, no. Anything else to add on? Anything else to add? Other business. What you, you got? Business? I got a few TV recommendations. Okay. Sure. Didn't know we did that. Uh, Welcome to bloody televised revolution. Yeah. A few freaks and geeks. I don't know if that. I don't know if my friend's podcast is still around, but I think I think it might be. Yeah, I don't know. Shout uh, out to to televised revolution if you're still around. Yep. A few months ago, uh, we said uh, keep an eye out for the Netflix series about MK Ultra. Yes, that yes. was coming out. Wormwood. Is that a television movie series or is it a? It's a, oh, it's a mini series. Okay. Yeah. It's like six episodes. Have you watched it all? I've watched the first two. Yeah, I watched the first one. It was a bit of a slog. Oh, I've heard good things. I watched the first two and I was ready to watch the next four right. in okay. a row, but I had to go. To, it was like midnight. I had to get my beauty sleep. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, really interesting. It's about um, Frank Olsen, the scientist who fell or was pushed or jumped. Out of a window mm. after a uh, MK Ultra experiment mm. gone wrong, mm. where it was dosed up with a bit of LSD. I also have a supplementary recommendation besides Wormwood, Freaks and Geeks. Uh, no, such a great show. I know, right? <laughs> oh my god, Manhunt, Unabomber. Yeah, not uh, Mindhunter. No, not Mindhunter. I got oh. them confused and thought they were the same thing. I'd recommend watching Mindhunter as well. Yeah, Mindhunter's great. I watched the first episode of that too. I really liked it. Yeah. I haven't gone back to it yet. Mindhunter is really good, but it's got nothing to do with the Unabomber. With uh, conspiracies. No. Yeah. But it is about the formation of the behavioral analysis unit of the FBI, mm. which then when you're watching Manhunt, Unabomber, and the behavioral analysis unit is there in the 90s, you're like, oh, that's them. Yes, there they go, all grown up. Yeah. But, uh, it was like a, that's like a I think eight part series about the Unabomber Theodore Kaczynski. Maybe mm. we'll do an episode on him one day. Yeah, but uh, interesting. It's a drama. Think of it like an underbelly. They take a few liberties. Yep. So like like you know an underbelly when they're like there's the one cop that or the two cops are investigating everything. It's like yeah. actually no, there's like twenty cops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in this there's uh it's just Sam Worthington is the is the main guy. Mm. But actually there's a whole bunch of people. It was really interesting. And even though bits of the the show are like completely made up, yep. it's well worth checking out. And then it's worth do a Google and there's like some really disgruntled guy who claims to be ex-FBI. He's been erased from history? Oh, he's like, he's like, oh, they've made all this stuff up. And then you can go find the, the Sam Worthington character mm. who is on some FBI email list. Mm. Classic forum Activity, yeah. He's not like a classic list serve, yeah. No one needs to explain stickies to this guy, <laughs> but he like debunks all of the guy debunking him, right? And he's like, I reckon it's this one guy from the list serve that everyone hates because oh. he's always like writing annoying emails, but no one's like, no one wants to knock on him to a mod. I'm gonna check that out, yeah, next couple of days, but it's definitely worth. Discovering that FBI retired FBI agents have like a forum. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> bitch about old cases. Um, I would completely check it out now, but I'm hooked on the Big Bash. Uh, I wonder if PK's watching. Oh yeah, our friend be. PK. One year later, I did see PK's name come up after the Flinders Street 
incident. Oh, yeah. Where on Twitter someone's like, I wonder what PK thinks about this. It's like, do you really? I yeah. can tell you what he thinks about it. You <laughs> yeah. don't need his input. Yeah, I thought about checking in on PK and the gang and went, mm, nah. I don't need that in my life. Nah. Nah. New year, near you. Thank yeah. you. It's not really a compliment, is it? It's just a saying. Um, can I cast everyone's mind back to last year? Seems like so long ago. And there was a, a tour that was supposed to be coming to Australia about Sir No Face. Yeah, the ghost. We talked about this on here, right? At some point. I don't think we did. I don't remember it. So there was a, a guy from the US who's like a paranormal researcher who had absolute 100% proof that ghosts exist because they had filmed something in Australia at some place. The government had a f- allegedly invited them to come and investigate this ghost at some place. Yeah, it's like a military base. In New South Wales. I don't think we talked about this on the podcast. Though. Right. But, well, maybe we could, but... It was this big tour that uh, maybe we all talked about it off the mic. This is the first time I've been hearing about it. Really? Mm-hmm. Maybe Cam and I just spoke about it. Yeah. But, um, with Robbo. Without me. With Robbo was here. And he was doing a tour, but then it all just got canned yeah. or something. Anyway, I just discovered in the last week that Chad Kallick, the director. Now, th- I wonder if this is why he dropped the So No Face thing. Because mm-hmm. that did get dropped, right? Yeah. He has released on Vimeo his new documentary titled Truther. Now let me read the uh, description of Truther to you. And also let me point out that it's available to rent on Vimeo mm-hmm. and the price to rent it is $25.62. Yes. Wait, why $25.62 or is that just a translation? Well, that's the Australian. Yeah. Yeah. This is the uh, description. It's been over a decade since the horrific events of 9-11 occurred. Without allegiance to any previous 9-11 conspiracy theory or official report, award-winning director Chad Kallick's Truther challenges both the 9-11 truth movement and the official report of the 9-11 commission by delivering a brand new shocking explanation, brackets, supported 100% by footage, not theory. Mm as to what really occurred the morning of September 11th, 2001 at not only Ground Zero but also at the Pentagon and in the air above Shanksville, PA. Quote, I don't deal with conspiracy theories. I deal with conspiracy facts. The Mm. truth of 9-11 exists within the frame as thousands of cameras captured the reality of that fateful day. That's the beauty of film. It has no agenda other than the truth. Chad Kallick, director of Truther. Right. So he's dropped the ghosts. I think he's dropped the ghosts to release to- his 9-11 Truth doco at $25 per rental. I re- feel like he's quite far behind the world of conspiracies. You know, ghosts were probably peaked in the 80s and 90s. Yeah. 9-11 peaked in the 2000s. Yeah. So in 10 years' time, Pizzagate. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a one-hour, eight-minute documentary. Are you going to check it out? Well, yeah, a little viewing we, party. Maybe do we, we need to have a, a hypothopod viewing party? A live episode. Yeah. Rather than spending $75 together. So for us yeah, all yeah. to watch it, we'll, <laughs> just, we'll just all watch it at the same time. Could we, could we record? I'm assuming if you rent it, you get it for a certain amount of time. Record a riff tracks. Yeah. Could we record a commentary? Yeah. Audio commentary. Maybe we should watch it and report back. Okay. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. If we if we rent it and we have it for like 72 hours or something, we yeah. watch it once and then we go, there's so much to talk about in that. Yeah. And we watch it again and do a riff track. Bloody New York magazine 
published a massive takedown of the New York Times. Right. Uh, UFO <laughs> thing. Right. Oh, I saw that. There was a few things. Uh, I, the main point of the New York mag thing was that uh, it seems to be basically spruiking Tom DeLonge's. Yeah, they got grifted by Tom DeLonge. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's all there was all the stuff in the article about uh, in the New York Times article about how they Elizondo and company had modified these warehouses to have these special alloys and things. But it's like, what modifications did they do? Why did they have to do them? None yeah. of those questions are even addressed. Yeah, they like, could just mean putting in a cabinet. Then they're not <laughs> even considered, let alone addressed. Yeah, um, the. Sort of semi-credible UFO sighting from the fighter pilot mm. and the video of that are not new at all. Yeah, uh, the story's been around for a while, and the video's been out for a while yeah. as well. And yeah, it's basically just a, a tricky little ad for Tom DeLonge. So we talked about that in episode forty-six, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, did we get duped? Yeah. Oh, I didn't because I said space was too vast, but you guys did. Yeah, look at us, a couple of dupes. Dupes. Oh well. Anything oh, else? And oh, there's also stuff in the article where they referred to like a UAS as an unidentified aerial system mm. rather than unmanned aircraft system, like oh. a drone, like the common. Right, right. It's a fucking drone, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a, there was just a bunch of like weird inaccuracies in the thing and at the end of it, it's like this is clearly just an ad for Tom DeLonge oh. and it's insane Teleportation devices, yeah. Well, if you know, gets their revenue up and they build teleportation devices, who wins? Mankind. Alrighty. If people want to find us on the internet. You can find us at Hypothepod on Twitter, Hypothetical Institute on Facebook, iTunes. Checks out on Overcast or your preferred podcast app. Hypotheticalinstitute.com. You can get me at Ale of a Time, aleofatime.com. We've got our annual live Ale of a Time show coming up soon, January 25th. Stay tuned. Where do you do that at? Don't know yet. Right. <laughs> Desperately trying to find somewhere, probably either at Stomping Ground Brewery yep. here in Melbourne or local tap house here in Melbourne. Is your live beer podcast as rowdy as, say, a live How Did This Get Made? Probably not. Right. It's very reserved. Yeah. Or it could be. I don't know. I've never done one. Yeah. How was your annual one then? I just decided. The inaugural. Inaugural Inaugural is what I meant to say. Uh, I also meant to say uh, it's only for our 100th episode. Right. It's for? Our 100th episode. Ah. The celebration. Cool. Great work on getting to 100. Thank you. Good one. Salto. You can get me at Saltmarsh on Twitter, Andrew Saltmarsh Illustration on Facebook for drawings and stuff. You uh, launched any Patreons lately? Oh, yes. And uh, the band that I, I'm i in, work with, part of, Toehider. Done bits and pieces of our theme music. Yeah. He's been in and out of here. He was oh, on he's one, on a show, yeah. Mike was on one of the episodes. Uh, we just launched a Patreon so people can throw us a few cents each month and you get a fair bit of music and art. I guess, though, to be fair, out of all the Patreons, we will each have one for different projects. Mm. Yours is by far the most successful after two days. <laughs> uh, so, mate. <laughs> throw, throw some money towards <laughs> yeah. Ale of a Time and Gather, gather Around, around me, me as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can find me at Sexenheimer on Twitter. Gather Around Me on Facebook and iTunes for my other podcast. We're almost uh, about to do episode 338, but still 100th good. Oh, this little bragger. <laughs> bragger dosho over here. Jeez. All right. Bye. See ya. Bye.